As a lifelong UU, I believe in getting involved in making a difference in the world because that's what UUs do. We are active because we firmly believe in the interdependent or the in, in the inherent worth and dignity of all and the respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. I wanted to start this morning with a quote from the October UU at UN update email that I got. And I quote, Unitarian Universalism has cultivated a history engagement with the United Nations. Our values have been instrumental in shaping the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the International Criminal Court, a strong LGBTQA plus program, interfaith collaborations, as well as actions on resisting anti-blackness and climate chaos. We remain committed to UU engagement and advocacy at the UN in collaboration with interfaith and grassroots partners." End quote. For many years, I have been this congregation's envoy to the UU at UN to keep us connected and continue to honor my parents' lifetime of UU and UN work. Each year, the UU at UN hosts an intergenerational uh, spring seminar on a topic of global concern. The 2022 theme was Displacement and Human Rights, All In for Climate Justice. Because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and also in recognition of the large environmental cost to travel, the 2022 seminar was held online rather than in person in New York City like it used to be. I attended, got more inspired, and learned more about climate force displacement, which I wanted to share with you today. At the seminar, I learned that climate force displacement is when humans have no choice but to leave their land due to the long-lasting effects of climate change. According to the United Nations, climate change refers to long-term shifts in temperature and weather patterns mainly caused by human activities, especially burning of fossil fuel. Climate change has been an increasing threat to humanity and can be seen globally on many different scales, ranging from nat natural disasters, coastal flooding, droughts, crop failure, wildfires, and we know all about that, and more. With global temperatures rising, severe climate events have been on the rise and continue to cause harmful displacement. For certain small islands and coastal states, this is a big threat. Rising sea levels can result in fully unlivable and in unlivable land in it for entire and populations. And they have to leave their country behind. For so many communities, the threat of climate change means rethinking how and where they live. So let's walk in their shoes for a moment. Imagine what it would feel like to be forced to leave behind, abandon, not just your house, but the community with which you have been intertwined for your whole life and where you feel a strong connection to the land itself. Imagine you are forced to sever that connection and hope you will be able to find a home 
somewhere that's safer. If people displaced are unable to move in their own country, they will need to fight for safe asylum elsewhere. One of the sad things I learned was that climate change is not currently recognized by the United Nations as a cause for someone to qualify as a refugee. So legal protections are needed on an international level to affirm rights of those millions on the move. It is critical we act now to prevent further damage to our Earth, to lessen the number of people forced to leave their homes because of climate crisis. We can all help by doing as much as we can to lower our, our individual carbon footprints. But more importantly, we need to work together to make societal changes. In light of the global challenge of forced displacement caused by the climate crisis, Unitarian Universalist organizations, the UU Ministry for Earth, the UUs for a Social Economic Community, Side with Love, UU at the UN, UUs for Social Justice, and the UU Service Committee joined forces to issue the UU Statement of Commitment in response to climate force displacement, which emphasizes, like Reverend Ben was talking about last week, the need to look to the leadership of those that are most marginalized and affected. The statement is several pages long. If you want to read it all, you can see me after service. But I just wanted to quote from the beginning. I quote, we feel compelled to speak and act in solidarity with frontline communities facing forced climate displacement. In keeping with these principles of repair and justice, we urge governments, world leaders, corporate actors, and congregations to respond to the global challenge of climate forced displacement by centering the human rights of affected communities. The end quote. And UU's congregations across the country have signed on to this statement. We might actually want to consider signing on ourselves. In July, I was excited to get the following announcement from the UU at the UN to its congregational envoys, and I quote, it's official. The UN General Assembly, the main policymaking organ of the United Nations, has adopted a resolution recognizing that living in a clean, healthy, and sustainable environment is a universal human right. It wasn't included in the original Declaration of Human Rights, but that was written a long time ago. <laughs> so what does this mean for climate action? Human rights experts say that the resolution will change the very nature of international human rights law empowering ordinary people to demand that governments and businesses protect the environment and uphold a range of related human rights instead of just nagging them to do that and a better job of taking care of the earth we share. The EU at UN has partnered with the Pacific Island Students Fighting Climate Change which started three years ago when a group of law students across the Pacific met at a university campus in Vanuatu to discuss how they could put their legal knowledge to work in order to take a stand on the climate crisis that was threatening their countries, their cultures, and their futures. One of their campaigns is working with the world's youth for climate justice 
to take climate change and human rights to the International Court of Justice to seek an advisory opinion which would clarify the obligations of states to protect the rights of current and future generations from the adverse effects of climate change. I wanted to show you now a video that I found inspiring of the Pacific Island peoples from the launch of this campaign called The World is an Island and a more recent video that they made from July called One People, One Ocean, One Journey. And so we will have that on the TV. We, the people of the Pacific, affirm a common wish to live together in peace and harmony, to preserve the heritage of the past, to protect the promise of the future. We respect the diversity of our cultures. Our differences enrich us. The seas bring us together. They do not separate us. Our islands sustain us. Our ancestors who made their homes on these islands displace no other people. We who remain wish no other home than this. Having known war, we hope for peace. Having been divided, we wish unity. Having been colonized, we seek freedom. Our cultures began in the days when man explored seas in rafts and canoes. Our countries are born in an age when men voyage amongst us. Our world itself is an island. We extend to all nations what we seek from each. Peace, friendship, cooperation, and love in our common humanity. We are the proud guardians of our islands, now and forever. And to know peace again, we must first know war. Now we are engaged in a great climate war. Testing whether these island nations or any nation so conceived and dedicated can long endure. Our homes have become a battlefield for that war. Hearts bleed as the rising ocean reclaims the final resting places of those who here gave their lives that these nations might live. We are doing what we can to stop it. But the smoke that started this fire did not come from these islands. We need your help. We need your help. We call on the leaders of the Pacific Island Forum to take climate change and human rights to the International Court of Justice. The world is an island. The world is an island. The world is an island. The people of the Pacific are on a voyage to save our homes and the rights of vulnerable communities everywhere. And we have a message for the leaders of the world and the UN General Assembly. Climate change is causing a human rights crisis, affecting the livelihoods and health of millions. This crisis is the greatest challenge of our time, and it needs the attention of the world's highest court. To protect the world's most vulnerable from the threat of climate change, the International Court of Justice must issue an advisory opinion on climate change and human rights. What does this mean for Pacific people? This means the protection of our homes, our livelihoods and our culture. This is why we are on this voyage. This is why we are on this canoe. It is time for the international community to hear us. We must be united as one people and one ocean. At this year's Pacific Islands Forum Leaders Meeting, 
all member states endorsed the campaign for an advisory opinion led by the Vanuatu government. Now the Pacific set sail as one people united by one ocean, speaking with a unified voice. One voice that carries the legacy of our ancestors and the survival of our descendants. So here we are, on this land, on this ocean, in our canoes asking the rest of the world to join us. We are asking international leaders to show us that they value the rights of vulnerable frontline communities the world over. This voyage may have started in the Pacific, but it is a fight to protect the basic human rights of people all over the world. Come aboard our canoe. Lend your voice to this call. Support the ICJAO Alliance. I found that very powerful. I hope you did too. And I hope these videos inspired in you, like they did in me, a commitment to center vulnerable frontline communities the world over for climate justice. If you want to learn more about the Pacific Island Students Fighting Climate Changes campaign or to sign their petition, see me afterwards in the gathering room. I am proud that our church has a side with love banner displayed on the side of our building for the community to see. The UU Side with Love campaign may be more recent, but UU's Siding with Love goes way back in history, as this quote from 1565 by Francis David, who was the founder of the Unitarian Church of Transylvania, shows, and I quote, we need not think alike to love alike, end quote. One of the four intersectional priorities of Side with, with Love is climate justice, inclusive and indigenous sovereignty, and climate resilience. On their website, it states, and I quote, oh, excuse me, averting the climate crisis is critical to the vision and lived experience of Unitarian Universalism. To this end, the UU Ministry of Earth, the UU at the, at the UN and the UU Green Sanctuary Program launched the Create Climate Justice Initiative. And you can learn more about that if you go to the sidewithlove.org website. I am glad to be a part of the UU organizations like the UU at the UN who are working together on climate justice centered on the most vulnerable. Bruce Knox, who just retired after 15 years as the director of the UU at the UN, recently said, I quote, UUs are moving toward an earth-honoring faith, end quote. I believe there is hope in healing our planet if we take action together and act in line with our values. I want to do my part, and I hope you will live you will too, to live lighter on the planet and to live into the hope and the courage of our UU faith. As it says in our bathroom, we are all connected, stronger together, love's hands in the world, called to create justice, responsible for one another and the earth. Thank you. <laughs>